Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereof, welcome once again to the Selectives Lorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. Today, we are discussing only the truth. We're only talking about things that are 100% true. There's science behind this crap. My name's Chris Nels, but most people call me Rotten Deadite. With me today are... Oh, is it me? Hi. You. <laughs> uh, I'm Corey, also known as Aetherius74 on YouTube, and Gwen3 in other places. Conspiracy theories! <laughs> <laughs> Luther, say hello. Did everybody miss the list I posted in chat? Yes. No, I, I, I totally saw it. I was waiting for there. My name is Luther Weiser. Uh, otherwise known as Darcius. Yeah. Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Michael, though you might know me as Sturgicus, and I have terrible lag. Yeah, you, you kind of, yeah. Let's see if it clears up. Putnam. And, and I am Putnam. I am uh, somewhat resembling a science wizard right now, since we are talking about <laughs> nothing but pure science, science and maybe relating to magic. Truth. That, only that truth. So much science. We're only talking about things that are 100% true today, ladies and gentlemen. Also, actually, while we're talking about things that are true, I would like to announce that uh, the uh, Selective's Lorecast is switching over to a pay model. We're going to be 1995 for every episode from here on out. <laughs> uh, we figure modders can do it. Why can't we? Hey, it's a pay what you want um, model. You can go down to $15 if you yeah, want. You go all the way. Yes, thank you. But you can donate up to $1,000 an episode if you want. Because we believe in donations. <laughs> yes. The truth. Truth. Okay. Um, I kind of want to start talking about, so we're, what we're talking about today is uh, conspiracy theories in the Elder Scrolls uh, games and in the universe in general. And I kind of wanted to talk, to start everybody off talking about the mysterious case of Rorkstead. Oh, boy. Uh, because I, for, for starters, I can't find out who, who came up with this. I think the, the guy who wrote it deleted himself. What was his name? Who was that? Anybody remember? Somebody, remember. Please, somebody please tell me what the fuck the mysterious case of Rorik's dead is. Oh. I have no <laughs> oh, idea. I'm so glad you asked. Why don't I explain <laughs> it to you? <laughs> Basically, this, the idea was that somebody on TS Lore, uh, on the TS Lore subreddit, or I, I think it's where it started. I don't think it was in Bethesda's terrible fucking forum. Um, said that uh, they had this, uh, they had realized that uh, Rorkstead has a couple of things that don't make any sense. Like, for example, they say that they have really phenomenal crops, but nobody else in Skyrim can really grow things nearly as well as they ha they can. And uh, uh, there, you know, and nobody's quite sure why that was or something like that. And then it turns out like one of the, there was like a, a, a thing about like one of the oldest people in the village was named um, Rorik, but seemed younger than he should be or something, or there was a little bit of like some fuzzy information about... You meet um, Rorik. He says he founded the town, but Rorik's steading has existed since the first era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Everyone has soul gems in their houses or whatever, yeah. which is a bit odd for a bunch of farmers. Yeah, uh -huh. one of them was a mage, but didn't want anybody to hear about it. I think. Um, now, the I'm, obvious I'm reason for the fertility. Now. now, of course, the obvious reason for the fertility is that uh, in the Aldudaga, there was a piece of dirt that ended up getting stuck there for a while, and clearly, right. clearly, that's <laughs> under Rorik's dead right now. Dirt birds, yeah, clearly. Uh -huh. um, 
Yes, that's right. The old codger responsible for meeting and greeting people is wizard as fuck. If you hang out in the mayor's house during dinner, you can see Gramps talking with the mayor's daughter about learning new magic, but he tells her to keep quiet about the entire issue. That's actually a uh, scene that pops up every time the wizards, that every time the daughter's near that NPC, there's a chance that they'll have that conversation. Because um, children tend to be naggy in Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, oh, are you going to teach me how to turn to a mud crab? Uh, let's see. There's also a dead guy getting chewed on by skeevers a short walk from town. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going through the I'm going through the thing right now. I will, of course, if I can remember, include the link to this article in the comments below, uh, if you're lucky. Um, and uh, and really, it's it's a it's a great example of a good conspiracy theory because it's the kind of thing that sticks in your head. For example, when I'm playing Skyrim now, I don't know about you guys. But after reading this article, now everybody, every time somebody tells me they're from Rourke's dead, something in the back of my head goes, oh, you're from there, huh? Yeah. Okay. Mm, it's like yeah. hack dirt over there, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as hack dirt, but it's pretty oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't worship the deep ones. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, the uh, like, the, the uh, unfortunately, the mysterious case of Rourke's dead never actually panned out into anything. And you, you kind of get the impression that there might have been something there from like the perspective of maybe a plot that somebody was thinking about doing at Bethesda, but never really got around to fully developing, or maybe they just didn't have the time or something. Yeah. But um, See, it's it, kind of interesting how just some slight <laughs> missing thing like that turns what was probably originally maybe like a quest line or something into a, in, into a mystery that people like the whole internet are, to investigate. Well, speaking of, oh. of, of things that the whole internet gets infatuated with, let's talk about bug jars. Woo! Uh, <laughs> okay, and satanic rituals involving with thereof. Yeah. Um, this one actually got coverage in places like the Escapist magazine and like and and like um, I think uh, at time New York magazine New Yorker I think actually talked about this on their website where every what? where like they were they were like you know oh my god there's this secret puzzle in this video game that everybody's trying to figure out and um, uh, no. <laughs> no, there was not. <laughs> it's but, like, uh, for, but for those of you who are, for some reason, or other watching this video and not in the loop on this, which I figure is kind of hard to be, um, if you take one, if there are jars in Skyrim, and there's one per that has like it's a big jar and it's got a big cork top on the top, and there's a bug in it. It's just kind of like flying around in the middle of it, and there's one for several different types of bugs, and there are no duplicates that I'm aware of. And then on the underside of that little cork top, there's a rune etched in it. And um, people were convinced that these bug jars meant something, and they don't. If I remember correctly, their positions meant something. And then I think somebody figured out that they... Yeah, it wasn't, didn't somebody figure out that the, if you map where they are in the map, that it kind of forms like kind of a pentacle if you squint? Yeah, but like, that's kind of like the whole ley lines thing, you know? I think that's just trying to look for patterns... Yeah, Holy I God, think so too. Uh, yeah. But There's, people were infatuated with this for for, oh, for the span of time uh, in which it took the uh, p- the uh, console version to come out to the time that it took the PC version to come out, and people were able to hack open the game and see whether or not there was any code behind those bug did jars. The PC version come out same day. Oh, oh man! Like but, when the creation kit came out, and people really oh, that's able what to it was. Yes. Look at things <laughs> in a more You're right. In the detailed kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It was when the creation kit came out. 
One theory you could summon Talos for some fucking reason. Um, another Summoning theory. Talos is clearly the end goal of man, so whatever. It would have been ball yeah. or shit. <laughs> uh, another theory is that is the Bethesda employee name initials. Um, another theory was um, an inside joke among the employees. Another theory was. Elton Brown 2.0. What the fuck is this one? Oh, bring Goldbrand to the center of the pentacle and you get Elton Brand. There you go. <laughs> um, Elton Brand and Goldbrand. Does anybody want to explain that as fast as I can? Um, if pretty much take easiest, Goldbrand and this dude after you do a quest. And, and have 11,711. 11, yep. Mm-hmm. And those are the numbers of uh, Elton Brand. And then, like, they say, what's uh, it called? Go to hell, Carolina. Yeah, go to hell, Carolina, yeah. and then you got right. it. It was some somebody somebody who's a big fan of their alma mater's football team, and when during the more women's development, they stuck the sword in there, and yeah, it went. It turned basically one already powerful sword into a stupid powerful sword. And um, uh, in the case of in the case of the bug jars, there turned out to be no code involved, and I still to this day don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's a texture artist at Bethesda somewhere who's laughing his ass off about this. And uh, I don't blame him. That was a good one. That was a really good. I hope TES6 has a shitload of that stuff in it because it keeps us busy. Yep. Um, uh, okay, we're going to do the the one at the top of the list we're doing last because it's my favorite one. Um, okay. Mehrun's Dagon is Magnus. Uh, right out of the Mundus. Uh, and then back in Oblivion. <laughs> so... I'm going to associate this one with Cody, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Corvus, for those who don't know. So pretty much there's a bunch of of writings, or at least two writings in the Elder Scrolls lore, and then the Elder Daga as well, that kind of hint that the Leaper Demon King is Marin's Dagon. Okay? And... Well. Yeah. If we look into what, uh, you know, leaping and demon king, you can look at Magnus as a leaper because the only real thing he did for other than making the mortal plane was leap out of it. And he's a king because, you know, the Magna Gi. So we kind of go, well, how doing because crap, I'm sorry, because Magnus was stealing pieces of raw Croatia, uh, Alduin or Akatosh or Ariel or whoever cursed um, Magnus to be bound to the mortal plane, kind of, until all those pieces of Croatia returned. So he became Mayor's Dagon, God of Destruction, so he could reclaim those pieces of Croatia that were stolen, uh, return them to Alduin Etc. Etc. And become the Leaper Demon King again, and go to all the planes wherever he wants to go. Leap around. There is also a line from the Pocket Guide to the Empire, Part One, which is on the front page, where they are they have reverse text, which are prayers to um, Daedra, and the entry referring to uh, Dagon is to Mehrun's Dagon, whose mistress is the Blazing Sun. Yep. And there are there's concept art from Morrowind involving some Daedric helmets, which explain what each of the Daedric helmets mean. Like, for example, there's the terrifying face, which is the Nerevar aspect, which is illegal for people who aren't in-house Enderild wear. 
Yep. There's the um, the comforting face of tendrils, which is the Shiogorath aspect and is illegal to wear unless you're insane. And then the uh, of the six, the third one of the one of them is the face of the husband of fire, which is called the Dagon aspect, which is illegal to wear. Period. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> not, not a really, really well put together theory, but goddamn it, I've written reams of paper about less. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is Mehrun's Dagon oh, actually. And the uh, mythic dawn symbol is out of the rising sun. Yeah, there's also the argument that uh, that uh, um, uh, Magnus left the uh, 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 the Mundus which he designed, and maybe he's come back to destroy it as Mehrun's Dagon, or save it, or or is he? Well, oh yeah, forgot all about Cameron. In fact, Minkar Cameron is like the poster child of this podcast, isn't he? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, kind of is, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, Cameron. Cameron goes because he's talking about reclaiming uh, Lorcan's, you know, plane of oblivion back to Marion's Dagon because it's his birthright. And the only way you could gain that is because, you know, you had a hand in making it, which none of the Daedra obviously did unless they were Magnus. Oh, that's ah. Very good. Well, clearly we've solved it. Solved yep, it. We did it. <laughs> uh, Boethius Trinamac. Somebody, Boethius Trinamac. Oh, well, my know. theory. Okay. Yeah, I don't know this one. Go ahead. Okay, so I was reading one night about how the Velothi came to leave the Somerset Isle. And the Velothi were a group of um, Trinamacites of the Aldmer. Okay. And it states in it how, you know, Boethia eats Trinamac and talks with his voice and convinces uh, some of the the <coughs> old murder to become Keimer and leave the Isle. Well, if you look at one way, you could say that he wasn't talking with Trinamac's voice because he was Trinamac. Trinamac after Ariel kind of left the mortal plane, I, I view him as kind of, because he was the most powerful Edata, like physically, as the warrior. He slew Lorcan, did all this crap, and I viewed him as kind of a Ronin. A, a person who, without a master, without any cause in the world, and he's trying to find his cause. And then he comes to the realization that, oh shit, I'm completely wrong, and Lorcan was right. Fuck. Kind of thing. <laughs> So he devotes his life to the protection of Lorcan's, you know, triangular path and and things associated with him, even taking on the serpent symbol. So what he got, what he does is he goes to the Aldmer to his faithful and he talks in his voice and says, Everything I've said to you is a lie. Here's the truth. Follow me to a new land. So he can begin anew. And then he relieves himself of he splits himself. <laughs> Of all that negative feeling, and that becomes uh, Malakath. Ah. Uh, okay. So he, you know, so they split into two. One becomes Boethia, one becomes Malakath. And those who follow Malakath are corrupted by that 
almost treasonous not treasonous but that way of life you know orderly and and serving and whatever whereas right. the boethian way of life is malleable and changing and you know insightful so okay is it you, you see where i'm going sure? i mean yeah like how confident are you about boethia's aspect of being you know orderly I'm not, no, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just wondering. Mal- Malakath is orderly. Okay. Boethia as malleable. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's helpful to me sometimes to approach the relationship between Daedra as or the relationships between um, abstract concepts instead of uh, organisms. So you have uh, so like what I'm suggesting is that you might just for kicks. Um, yeah. approach this theory from the idea of uh, of uh, of the transformation of a type of uh, con- uh, of a con- of a type of concept. Yeah, that's what I was trying to explain. Is oh, okay. one concept right. going to another? Okay, right. You know, Trinimac realizing his concepts that he was was incorrect, and that he had to split himself in order to become what he wanted to be. Well, I, I would suggest that maybe this is a this is this could be theoretically you could entertain this as not not so much like Trinimac splitting himself aspects of himself or re- or reinventing himself, but rather a cultural aspect, as in this is not something that the that a Daedra decided to do, but instead something that was the result of the fracturing of Altmer yeah. society. Mm-hmm. That, that could be as well. It's just because you know how the Altmer view the Dunmer, right? They view yeah. the- their way is completely incorrect, and mm-hmm. the proof of it is in the Keimer. You yeah. know? Uh, and their, their curse. Yes. And, their, and their curse, and the way they traffic with Daedra, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's a whole um, alt- mantra of the Altmer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just seems bizarre to me just the way Malakath behaves, almost as a benevolent kind of king. Of the outcasts, which is what Trenimac became, is an outcast after Ariel left. And he kind of watches over his people caringly as a, as in those who fuck with them, he's a vengeful spirit against them, you know? Right. And I don't think, I'm sorry, but I don't think the, does anybody, do any Altmer argue that Trenimac is still around? No, they don't even acknowledge him as, okay, as, some of them don't even acknowledge him as a Daedric prince, the, the the princes, and some of them don't even acknowledge him as being Trinimac ever. Period. That he's just another spirit. That they believe that Trinimac is still Trinimac. Okay. If I recall correctly, there was uh, a group of orcs in the late third third era. Yeah, or late third era. Third era. I can't talk tonight. Who said that uh, they actually worship Trinimac and not Malakath? Yes, that was uh, in uh, oh, third PGE, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can explain about that too. So you know the king of Orsinium, of uh, Clan Minat, I forget his name, Grotwog, I believe. Mm-hmm. Grotwog. Yeah, he established the ten- which is another conspiracy theory that I have coming. Yeah, <laughs> that I haven't completely uh, reached out though, but he established a temple of Trinimac. As soon as Orsinium was recognized after the um, 
which we call the peace, the war from the West. Miracle of Peace. Mm. Uh, yeah, right. So, which I have a whole Old Mary Dominion secret, vengeful Trinamakite thing coming soon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Boethia I Trinamac. Okay. Uh, not the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, somebody wants to talk about the Book of the Deep Ones? Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Let's skip that one. That one the Gasta Kavata Kavakis. It's the Gasta Kavata Kavakis written in a. Uh, Holy crap, say that again. The Gasta Kavata Kavakis. Nicely done. <laughs> it's uh the Gastic I can't do it more than three times, okay? Uh, written in, uh, yeah. written in Daedric letters instead of normal letters, and that's just so it's a book by some slowed written which is of course in Esperanto with from some Esperanto newsletter with a bunch of K's and V's and other weird letters mixed in. Right. And I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to be there except a Lovecraft reference. But uh yeah. I say Rory, but based on the fact that it's the slowed are involved, maybe, <laughs> and that Rorik's stead has soul gems in it, I'd say that they do worship the deep ones in Rorik. Okay. We denied okay. that earlier, but I think that's a possibility. <laughs> now we're talking. Does it mean anything else? <laughs> Does it mean that they worship the slowed? Maybe. The slowed? No, they worship the deep ones. See, there's a big difference. Okay, okay, right. The deep, ones yeah. are probably, the deep ones are probably just the slow pretending to be someone else. Thank you. All, yeah. No, actually, you know what? It's swamp gas. The whole thing is just swamp gas. <laughs> That's the official government response to the uh, mysterious case of Rourke's dead. That's and, right. and, fair, what you were watching was clearly a case of uh, swamp gas. To be fair, that doesn't uh, exclude the slow either. That's true. Too. <laughs> um, Mike? Michael? Uh, yes. Talk to me about Mike. Okay, so my theory is that Maik is the mimetic expression of the riddle Thar. Okay, so that's big words. Mimetic means that it's like a, uh, a physical representation or a mime, uh, a gesture, that type of thing. So it's the riddle Thar enacting itself on Tamriel. Could also be, could Maik uh, so, be... So hold on, hold on, hold on, what's the riddle Thar? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Riddle Thar... I'm going to go back over here to USP. Uh, the cosmic order deity of the Khajiit, the Riddle Thar, was revealed to the citizens elsewhere by the prophet Rid Thar Ridata. Uh, the Riddle Thar is more a set of guidelines than a single entity, although it has been known that some of its avatars appear as humble messengers of the gods to those in need. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Okay. So it's the so it's an expression of this concept. I would say so. Okay. Just a so 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 you would argue that Maik is actually there to help you. Yes, and uh, mm -hmm. what type of help that may be probably depends on whatever it is that you're asking him. Uh, maybe he's just there to offer fun commentary. Uh, maybe he's there to send you off on a quest to get gold brand. Who knows. <laughs> Um, or maybe he's just looking for his Colovian uh, helm. Who knows? Yep. And mm -hmm. his uh, what was his it? calipers? Calipers, <laughs> them calipers, mm -hmm. man. So that does raise the question: Is he somehow connected to Sheo Gorath, or is it just that he misses them because the COC took them all to the Shivering Isle? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not connected to Sheo Gorath. That'd be all those crazy Bosmer and. <laughs> 
<laughs> have to keep it. There you go. Well, there's another theory that was popular for about a week on Teslor about Mike. Is that oh boy. he was, that he was uh, the proctor of the, of the Godhead? Proctor. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be that he was a uh, he was an agent of uh, of uh, Meverin's day. Oh, no. No. No, he's a pro. Which proctor mean? Champion of Hermes Mora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Everybody's a goddamn champion of Hermes Mora. <laughs> anyway, so a proctor is a person who monitors uh, people in a, during examination or an officer at a certain university's appointed or dis- uh, disciplinary functions. It's like – I don't know if that's the correct word, but yeah, proctor. There we go. Anyway, so he would be the conscience of the Godhead, or he's monitoring everyone on Arena. What? Kinda. He's like, you know, you know, like when someone makes a video game, they're gonna want to play it, right? Right. So the dreamer is dreaming, but he kind of wants to take part in his dream without messing it up. Oh, he's the Void Ghost. Oh yes, but. Okay. That would be that MQ. would be why Mike loves everybody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mike MQ sound like anything to you? I was thinking if he was a proctor, he'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, you're cheating! You get out!" out here without the hall pass. Yeah. Are you to see your hall pass? Man, if Mike <laughs> accused you of that <laughs> hall pass, <laughs> oh. Well, you know, Kim is just bypassing, uh, is just, you know, ignoring the hall pass and walking around the halls by herself without any right. other more sanctioned ways of godhood or whatever. Well, let's start, let's talk about an actual honest to God conspiracy theory in the Elder Scrolls universe, which is uh, that everybody on Morrowind seems to have a theory about who killed Indoril Nerevar. Ooh. All right. Uh, so let's kind of let's okay. So there's three major conspiracy theories that are presented to you in Morrowind. One of them is that the uh, House Dunmer killed Nerevar. Can anybody talk about talk about that? Um. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if no one else wants to go, because I've talked a lot already. Go for it. Any, anything's better than me yammering around. <laughs> okay. So uh, the Ashlanders. Um, so at the Battle of Red Mountain, which is time wonky as it is, believe that the House Dunmer sanctioned um, Almalexia and those three to murder him so that way they could have their autonom- autonomy back, is essentially what I gathered from it. Right? Poison, I'm trying to remember. It was uh, poison. Yeah. poison candles, poison robe, poison words. And, uh, yes. And uh, uh, the second theory would have been that he was killed by uh, Boren Dagoth himself. Yes. Which is easy enough. And then the third theory was that the tribunal killed him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the fourth and, the fourth theory is that Dumac killed him. Oh. Every, everyone killed Nerevar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whoever we hate is the guy who killed Nerevar. Yes. Yeah. 
which is kind of uh, says something a little bit about conspiracy theories in general is that, I mean, they are generally prone to people who want to think, well, well, it's prone to uh, like people who want to think that they know something that other people don't know. And uh, like one of the one of the uh, strongest arguments for the idea of the fact that um, what's his name, the guy who killed who shot Kennedy. Um, he has three names: no? Oswald. Yeah. Oswald. The Lee idea Harvey. that uh, like like a lot of people had a really hard time coping with the idea that Lee Harvey Oswald killed John Kennedy. And one of the strongest arguments that I've heard for um, why this was the case that wasn't you know goddamn scientific evidence was that um, the fact is that a lot, a lot of people really have problems coping with the idea that one dude could kill somebody like John Kennedy. Right. That, it re- that you really can, it, that even though you're the president of the United States and you have all this safety and stuff around you, it really can come down to one nut job with a gun. And it's disquieting for people to think that you can... Yeah, that some what dude with a power rifle you? could kill the most powerful man on the planet. Yeah, any but and if, if one dude could do that, then I could get killed by a, by some of my neighbor's lawnmower could explode and the blade could fly and take my head off. But, you know, like I could get struck by lightning. A fucking meteor could fall out of the <laughs> out of the earth and punch a hole through my head. Careful, like buddy. all this crazy stuff could happen. OK, Luther. Uh, um, uh, so so all these crazy things could happen. And that's really hard for people to handle. It's not. um uh, it, it's, it's, uh, not untrue, but it's not, but it's, but it's not something that people like to, uh, come to face to face with. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of conspiracies happen is because people want to think that a bunch of guy, a bunch of assholes on a plane on, on two planes with box cutters could in fact kill so many people and knock down two of the biggest buildings in the world. It, they want to think that there's some kind of huge grand conspiracy to this because it's yeah, it it well, impossible to them. You know, yeah, it's surely more yeah. work went into it than just that. Well, no, unfortunately, it really is that simple yeah. for horrible shit to happen. Surely we are mm-hmm. are more complex than that. Surely we are more defended than that. Surely, nope, no. <laughs> nope. The world is that. The world yeah. sucks that hard. Yeah, it the really world does. is that simple and sucks that hard, and it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it. Yeah, and so and so when you talk about like you know do, like do we appreciate things like Vivek being like a liar all the time it's like he's lying to us about the way the world actually the way the universe of the elder scrolls actually works and he lies about whether or not he killed Nerevar and then Vivek turns around and says yes but it's a useful lie yeah what Vivek's talking about is we're all living under a haze of lies we're all living under a an illusion that the world is actually safer than it is because if we actually thought about how unsafe we are we'd go insane yeah, the, lies the trick are is what you right. The, the lies, the lies are, effective are effective because it keeps us sane. Because the the fact of the matter is, we're not able to truly comprehend how the universe is. And if we actually understood how incredibly complex the universe is, we'd understand how at risk we are every second of the day. We'd also understand the much larger picture of how incredibly safe we are every second of the day. That's right. And then, in fact, these awful things that is that yeah, sure, an asteroid could come out of the out of the sky and strike you down. But let's not talk about them every goddamn millisecond of the of daylight where it doesn't happen, you know, because these asteroids go elsewhere. And in fact, you're you're actually really safe. Like like things are really working out great. But it's you know whatever. That's it. Unless of like, course a god is holding an asteroid above the 
<laughs> he said, says that he'll drop it on you. If hey, you don't hey love if him. you fail to love him, okay? The important point yeah, is love exactly. the back. Yeah, love the back. <laughs> love hey, the back. His lies are yes. effective enough that people actually think they want to live in Tamriel. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jesus Christ. That place is a shithole. <laughs> that is awful. Who would you be if you were in Tamriel? I'd be six feet under because I'd be dead in 10 minutes. A fucking barrel of goddamn snow. Uh, so yeah, Yeti would jump out of nowhere and take my face off. Are you clearly? I'd be Bobnus Nucius getting out. Yeah. And I have 100 drinks for this ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Seriously. It's an awful place to live. I do not recommend it. Um. Uh, okay, let's do my big one. Okay, we all need to talk about how completely true it is that orcs are dweamer. Oh yes. Da, da, da. <laughs> the king is the dwarf orc, and that just makes him twice the dwarf of everyone else. <laughs> he's two. He's two x orc. <laughs> he's super dwarf. The the so this um uh, this started for for those of you who weren't around during this hilarious time in uh ts the ts lore subreddit. There was a uh, poster named Turok Man Two Thousand who was comparatively new to the forum. And he came up with this idea by taking effectively a, a bunch of coincidences and putting them together in a very creative way that the Dweamer were orcs and that the orcs that existed before the Dweamer were in fact Dweamer who created their own existence backwards after the uh, dragon break that happened when they built Numidium. Oh my God. And, sorry. Elder Scrolls uh, Online has a book that's similar to that. Really? <laughs> It oh my God, that's something awesome! Something about how the Dwemer are from the future or whatever and disappeared due to oh. a time paradox or something. That's not that's not the same. I really do want to like I I I I have to admit that like when I first read these theories, I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. There's no <laughs> like this is the most groundless goddamn bullshit. I can't believe he's wasting my time with this. And as time went on, this dude wrote a lot of articles supporting this theory, and I don't agree in any way with most of his logic, but some of his connections are interesting. I mean, I mean, the, the biggest, the firmest one, in my opinion, was just the fact that there's the name Dumalakath, Dumak, dwarf, dwarf, the, the dwarf lord Dumak and Malakath, kind of a portmanteau of those two words together. And he thought that this was like the proof, you know, <laughs> and um, I'm, you know, uh, but the more I read about this guy's stuff, eventually he wrote like a two part, these long, like wall of text, two part articles about uh about his theory and i have to admit that while i still don't buy it it's just pretty much just as solid as any other thing i've ever come up with (laughs) i have to say like i've had stupider ideas in my life and it's more importantly it's a fun idea the idea that this that you know the the elder scrolls universe can exist in a way where something this completely crazy could happen um is is pretty fun um i don't think that necessarily enriches the universe any but anyway, orcs are Dweamer. Uh, and if you're wondering what happened to the Dweamer, there you go. They're orcs now. Yep. So <laughs> they I got can't, shouted at by Wolfhearth. solve it any easier than that. Yeah. The, oh, the orc, what happened to the Dweamer, of, they're orcs. Speaking of Wolfhearth shouting, uh, we should talk uh, clearly about uh, how long the races live. Um, <laughs> how long the races what? How long, the races how long do the late races live? That's this is best, basically theory. the best troll question ever. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, they yeah. live exactly one one day longer than this argument will. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> they live until they get killed. This. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I should have worded that better. How long do the dreamer live? Oh, the dreamer was shorter than you. I don't know. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, yeah, shorter than the than the than the Dunmer, I guess. Except Yagu um, Bagarn, who I guess brings their average way up. That's true. <laughs> Yagi Baggy's really thrown off the curve, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um. To, hey, you know, well, okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll let's talk that about something that isn't stupid. Uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, believe it or not, we have this list here that I'm looking at. We pretty much got them all. Well, we there didn't was, go over uh, the champion of Cyrodiil, the Oblivion main character, being crazy. I don't think. What was that? What, what, huh? The oat main character is insane, which is why they were able to mantle the Sithis shaped hole. And like, I sort of like that one. You're gonna have to explain oh, yeah. that. I don't know that one. Um, well, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm I'm not really into this all the way, but that's on the page, so I'm going to see if I can talk about this. Uh, for one thing, you mantle shale. I'm sort of going backwards from here. I don't know of anything that makes them seem insane to begin with. Uh, other than the fact that the Emperor... Hey, look, an Oblivion Gate! Let's go in! <laughs> oh, yes. That and the and Emperor... Just the, the, general, the general misanthropy of, of, of Elder Scrolls main characters in general, <laughs> where they... One minute they're rescuing people and, like, defending elves and, like, purifying themselves at, at shrines, and the next minute they're, you know, the head of the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves' Guild and the Warriors' Guild and the Mages' Guild. And, and mentally uh, Pelinal or whatever is going on there. Yeah, mentally Pelinal and Shiagorath and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and waiting outside of a shop for twelve hours straight in the rain without moving <laughs> and eating diamonds. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, oh, yeah. right. Those were freaking. <laughs> yeah, Nerevar diamond teeth. Um, making uh, <laughs> making a bunch of spells in such a way that you can kill all of Chaden Hall at once, but then you loop, then you like die immediately <laughs> after or something. Yeah, setting yourself on fire just to raise your own uh, uh, destruction skill. Yeah, just yeah. So I guess you could definitely say they're insane, but only if you trust what the player does is normal. Well, kind of an odd assumption. I I can tell you that I I'll I'll put it to you this way. Um, There's the concept that I've been circling around in the uh, uh, New Whirling School website, which is that the player himself is a force of Padme. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the the game universe itself does not change until a Padmaic force is introduced into it from an external externally. Um, so that so for example, and like they say, like an Elder Scroll is a uh, a prophecy, but it requires the hero to fulfill it. Which is yeah. basically another way of saying plan. that the the game the video game is a prophecy until a player plays it and determines what happens. Yeah, even right. then, like, which is why they're called the Elder Scrolls. The play, really happens. But truth, player does something. That's kind of fun, actually. Like you can just watch someone go through their schedule for months on end, and I, I imagine you'd get bored. But I also imagine at least one person has done that. (laughs) Oh sure, yeah. Stalk somebody as they as they leave their house in the morning, and I I did this in Oblivion once when I was trying to steal something, and I I literally watched the guy like oh I had to assassinate somebody I think, and they got up. And it's for a mod. They got up and I, I I watched them leave the house and followed them around all day and watched them go eat and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, this is this is insane what I'm doing right now. This is absolutely patently <laughs> insane. Like, and I'm, and I'm yeah, and I'm doing it in full fucking plate armor. <laughs> I see. And no one and no one even thinks about the fact there's this weird person in plate armor following them around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm literally standing a foot away from this guy while he eats his lunch, just staring at him. <laughs> so I guess. Hmm. And he's he's just not even blinking. I'm just staring right at him. He's just eating his bread. 
And I'm just staring at him and he's, I saw a mud crab the other day and I'm like, <laughs> you're going to be fucking done or what? And he's just, you know, and then he gets up and he goes someone. home and I follow him into his house and he gets Aww. into his bed and I'm standing at the edge of his bed like this. I'm going to stab you. <laughs> Are you going to get up later tonight? The way they talk, the way they talk to you walk. when you walk up to them, I guess they just assume that if you're stalking them, they're your friend or whatever. Right, I guess. I don't know. The whole world literally revolves around the player in these games. You're not their friend, of Everything course, unless you do. joke and uh, compliment and uh, yell at them enough. That's that's true. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. I have to insult joke. Yeah, um, but uh, I have to I have to choose one of four things to say to these people or ideally speaking, all four in various different orders. No, you have to do all four every time. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's true. Yeah, I can't I can't you can't get through a conversation with a character without insulting him, telling a joke, uh, flattering him. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, so do you think if you believe all of them are cosmic forces? Do you mm-hmm. think that they're all Shazerines? Oh, well, that's a good for one. a time I did actually. Yeah, for, for there was a time there where I was pretty convinced that the Shazer, like like that, all the characters were Shazerines until I read that list by Kirkride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, after I read that, I was convinced that the player of the main character of Skyrim was going to be the next Shazerine because the game was coming out on eleven, 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 which is the number of the master three times. Yes, one and one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I was just like, oh, this is fucking perfect. And then also, you know, he's he's you know, he's going to be Dragonborn. Right. I mean, yeah. Dragonborn. I mean, it's just fucking Chesarine. Right. And they call you Ismir in the course of the game. Yeah. yeah, Right. Seriously. I was totally I was totally right, dude. I was 100 percent right. And then Coda happened. And then I get to eat shit, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, like we were we, like, like the Tattered Amelian mod was going to basically say it. It was going to like come right out and say, yeah, the, the, the last dragonborn is the Shazarine. And um, we, we were, we were going to argue both ways, but the second, the argument against was going to be, if I have to say it was pretty half-assed, <laughs> it was pretty, like we were pretty much like, yeah, okay. You know? Well then, do we have any more conspiracy theories? I don't think so. Uh, well, let's see if I can think of anything here. Well, there's that one. Per- there was a question on the Facebook group recently about uh, what's her name from Hammerfell. Oh, the quest just called. Oh yeah. That's sort of a conspiracy, but it's not really so much a. That's just a thing that you can say. Oh, it's supposed to be vague. Choose what you want. And that's sort of the end of the story, isn't it? Oh, the woman <laughs> that betrays the red guards to the old or so right. they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she supposedly used to be a princess or somebody important, but someone of Wayrest is kind of questionable. Yeah, like and you're, you're really by, by the time the quest is over, even if you do both possibilities in the quest, by the time the quest is over, you're still not really totally sure what she did or who she was. That's true. And, uh, you're given kind of contradictory information. I will say this: that I briefly, while preparing for this podcast, I did look up to look just. I just went to UA, UESP and just typed in conspiracy and hit enter. And um, there's a yeah, really, really like high tech yeah. research. Yep. And oh, uh, and it would be a night mother identity. Oh, oh that's a good shit. One. That's a really good one. I can't believe that's I've a great that one, one too. Um, uh, everybody. Uh, okay, so um, who do you think the night mother is? Vivek. Sithis. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm with Vivek as well. Mafal yeah, is but... also a good one. Yeah, Mafal is a good one. Um, yeah. Go ahead. 
It's Mephala or Vivek. It's one of the two, and I like Vivek. I think it's Vivek. I do too, because there's that chapter in the 36 lessons where they t- where where it sort of seems to insinuate that Vivek has started an offshoot of the uh, Dark Brotherhood or the, of the uh, Morag Tong, um, and and uh, uh, kind of kind of call Vivek the Night Mother in that respect. And Vivek does have a certain relationship with Death. Um, Mafala is an easier leap, although Vivek was anticipated by or, or yeah was anticipated by Mafala, so there's a connection too. But anyway, but Mafala seems like an easier leap. Um, uh, I got half a mind to create an adventure mod that basically has Vivek in it, please, as the as the as the night mother. But I can't think of a way to make it interesting. <laughs> like, you just make a ever seen a, a Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, no, nope. Okay, no. there's a monster dude, and he's a bunch of hands with eyes. Okay, there you go. Okay. Oh. No, no, no. I would, I would probably, I would probably have somebody create like a Vivek model for me, and it was properly androgynous, and I would probably pay somebody at Lover's Lab to do it for me. Because oh, who's going to do it better than Lover's Lab? Come on, those people were born to model Vivek. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, if I do put out that mod, I will charge ten dollars for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, I, I, I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, that was a good short cast. Yeah. Thank God, something easy to digest. Um, we, we, everybody's schedules are going completely crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't know how to um, say this, but I just don't know when the next cast is going to be. Yeah. We'll try to do we'll one as soon as possible. Sometime like next month. It yeah. will be a cast. So we will give it a shot. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, if it's if it's just me picking, I, I still have to get in, in here to talk about Altmer, um, which I really want to do, but I don't know how much time or bandwidth he has. Um, also... If you guys have any questions or want to add anything or just whatever, say so in the comments. Yep. Et cetera, Michael, et cetera. You had a huge release yesterday, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. A couple Talk, days tell ago. people about it. <laughs> so I, uh, I wrote an Elder Scrolls novel called Requiem, and it is a sequel. Did I, did I, did I glitch out or did you guys hear me? No, we're I, hearing you. No, I can hear you. Go for it. Okay. Uh, it's a sequel to a Khajiit Coda. Which asks the, the original a Khajiit Koda asked the question, "What were the Khajiit doing when the world broke?" And uh, this one is dealing with some of those same characters a few hundred years later, and it asks some pretty hard questions about the universe and uh, the nature of cycles and other lorey stuff that I don't want to spoil. <laughs> so, where can people find it? They can find it at tomorrowwindtoday.com/requiem.pdf. And I'm going there now. And I will get you a link in the comments below because people need to read that. It's very good. Oh, thank um, you. And we will uh, we will see you guys next month, hopefully. Yep. Bye-bye. Everybody wave bye-bye. Bye-bye. Khajiit love. People who don't have webcams are waving. I'm already... Yeah. My, 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 wizard my, there is, my wizard there is already waving. With He's waving. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs>